The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is Jamie Dean Big Newt, and we're glad to be with you today because the Buffalo Bills have punched their ticket to the two seed in the AFC. Lord knows I did not see that coming. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton, and we're going to talk to you about how the Bills were able to pull this off and what's coming down the pike in their matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Newt, I know you got to be excited today, right? <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I don't care. I know y'all might have, I might blow the decibels out of y'all speakers, but I don't care. Y'all thought we was dead. I've been tweeting it every week. Y'all thought we was dead. And now look at us. We the two seed AFC East champs again for consecutive years. That ran off how many games now? That was what? Five, Five in, in a row, row and six out of the last seven. We should have beat the Eagles, but that's okay. We're one of the hottest teams in the league, man. Let's go. Let's talk about it, man. I couldn't wait. I wanted to do it last night, man. I had a little Hennessy. Didn't I had to go back to work today. Didn't care. I slept maybe two hours because I was listening to the post game, Nate Geary and all them guys. I, I, I'm just excited, man. And so I'm texting everybody, all the Bills Mafia. I told law school out of San Diego I was going to get up here hollering, so I'm doing it for him, man. Loyal listener. I'm so happy, man. I'm so happy. So happy. Uh, man, I love it when you get excited. I, I love it when excited, you get excited man. and when you have rants of various proportions. Love it, man. Love it. Bill Mafia stand up. We packed out Hard Rock Stadium, man. Oh, I love it. I love when we go to People's City and take over their trap, man. I love it. Let's go. It was gorgeous. Now, there is a video going around right now on on social media of somebody standing on the sideline when Deontay Hardy had his punt return touchdown. It sounds like a home crowd. You oh. just hear that crowd come to life, and you can see the Bills fans jumping to their feet as it's happening. It's, yes. Oh, that is so beautiful. And yeah. with the amount of smack talk coming from the Miami fans – well, two things. Number one, I am so glad that this is a rivalry again because this is good. Having a right. rival is a good thing. Right. Secondly, I am so glad that within that rivalry, we get to shut them up. Did you see the pregame with Dan Marino and um, Jim Kelly talking about the rivalry? Oh, that was awesome. That was great, awesome. wasn't it? Oh, man. If you didn't see it, if you came in and you didn't get to see it or you saw it in a public place and you didn't get to hear it, go back and listen to it. Matter of fact, I'll find it. I'll do that for y'all, Bills Mafia, and our loyal listeners. I'll find it, and I'll uh, go ahead and post it on Twitter. And if not, I'll screen record it because I recorded the game. But, man, it just brings chills. It just talks about the rivalry going back in the day, back and forth. I mean, and go ahead and get that COVID cough out. <laughs> you knew what I was doing, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, and I, and it's like, and I wanted to talk about this today because, you know, Bill Belichick, this might be his last game. And it's like, I know everybody hates New England, but think about the movie Troy. You ever seen the uh, movie Troy with Brad Pitt? No. Okay. What, what's that about? It's, it's about Spartans and the Trojans going at it. It's the history of that, right? And so, uh, 
the king of Sparta or the king of Troy told Brad Pitt because he was he was Achilles. That's where he talked about Achilles. Anyway, you got to see mm-hmm. it. It's awesome. And so he told him, he was like, you know, why why did you come here when thinking I could, you know, I might kill you? And he was like, you know, enemies can have respect for each other. You still my enemy. I still hate you and want to kill you, but we can have respect for each other. Because Achilles mm. killed his son, and he went to go get the body, so he gave him a proper burial. And mm. so he was like, and so anyway, I thought you might have saw it, but I respect the hell out of Bill. I know people who don't like New England and screw the past, and yeah, Tom Brady, blah, blah. I respect the hell out of them. And maybe that's the ex-athlete in me. You can hate somebody and want to beat them and pull their hair and kick them and pull their Johnson and everything, but you get you can still show respect afterwards. Because sure. I'm a Bills fan, but I'm a football fan first, right? And I'm an yes. ex-football player. So I, I respect the history of this game. I love the history of this game and all it entails, although I'm a Bills fan. I respect the hell out of Tom Brady, and I respect the, Even though I want to beat him, I want to beat him, and I hated every minute that he dominated us. But I want to beat you, but I do respect you. And I mm-hmm. know what you, you're one of the best. He's like Vince Lombardi. He's one of the best coaches all time, and we got to witness it. It's just we were on the bad, the other end of all, a lot of those uh, his wins, but you start, still saw greatness, right? Mm-hmm. Just like I'm a Wizards fan. I mean, I went to plenty Cleveland games, plenty Miami games up in D.C., and LeBron killed us in the playoffs regular season. I want to beat LeBron, right? but I still respect them. So anyway, it was just good to see Jim Kelly and Dan Marino come together, talk about the history of the rivalry, because it's a rivalry. And the games like we saw yesterday, we're recording on Monday, and it's Black Monday. We're going to talk about that also. I'm I'm kind of offended when people call that Black Monday. Why does it got to be Black Monday? Because coaches are getting fired. That ain't cool. Oh. That ain't cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm choking y'all. But yes, we're recording Black Monday. Um, Ron Rivera has already been fired. He got fired last night at like 12.05. And it was Arthur else. Smith was let go. Uh, uh, no, it was Arthur Smith from Atlanta. He's the one that got fired. I'm sorry. He got fired like right after midnight. And um, and then Ron Rivera for the Washington Commanders got fired. Um, and there's a couple of GMs that got released too. So their season's over, but we're still moving on. This guy's going to be turning in their equipment, but Buffalo Bills and one Bills drive, we're going to be getting ready for Sunday at 1 o'clock. Mm, and I love the Sunday at 1 o'clock start time. Yes, indeed, because if we would have got that Saturday 4 o'clock Peacock game, I don't know what I would have did. I would have I been upset at the very least. Yeah. So that game will be Just- – Justifiably. Tense. That game will be Kansas City Miami, uh, four o'clock on only on Peacock. You can't find it nowhere else. And when I say nowhere else, I mean nowhere. Meaning you can't bootleg it. So you got to figure out how you're gonna watch. But we don't have to worry about that this week. So when the Bills were six and six after twelve games, <sighs> yep, and the hit piece was done on Sean McDermott, the team was left for dead. People wanted to clean house. Get rid of the head coach. Get rid of the general manager. You not know. Newt. Don't say not everybody. Newt. Not Newt. <laughs> okay. I didn't either. I was the same one that said, it doesn't matter how this year turns out, you've got to give them a mulligan. Yes. Because they've been too successful up to this point. I concur. Right. So, the team, though, by many in Bill's Mafia and by those in the media, left for dead... They rattle off five straight wins, which is unprecedented in today's NFL. How did we get here? A lot of people, how did they turn it around like this, man? A lot of people are going to attribute it to the change of offensive coordinator. Maybe you need a new voice in the room. We've and and, la- and we're going to talk about this also. We lost bodies last night, and like I said, yeah, I, I was. McDermott, we his in-game decisions are questionable, right? His in-game decisions are questionable. Like some, I've seen people online talking about last night. We went for the um, well, the 
they're they're calling to tush push, but we wanted to think of something for Bill's Mafia. I wanted to name it the Mafia Mush, but a Ooh. lot of a lot of people wanted to call it the uh, Snowplow. I like the, the Snowplow. The Snowplow. A lot of people liked it, you know. Um, so let's just refer to it as a Snowplow when we just Leonard Fournette lined up behind Josh Allen and we just. Hut, hut, and go forward. He don't just go forward, though. He takes a step and go to the left every time. And it worked, but yeah. like, four out of the five times last night, it didn't work the last yes. time. And right. so people was questioning, like, okay, man, like, think of something else. You know me. We always say, if you only get a yard, go ahead, just snap the ball, fall forward. It's going to work nine times out of ten. And it did mm-hmm. last night itself for the last time. Right. <sighs> He was upset um, the pass the pass right before halftime. Excuse me. The pass before halftime. You got to get the ball into the end zone. He said it, too, in the interview. Uh, he seemed, the Sean McDermott, that is, Sean McDermott seemed like he was pissed at Josh Allen for that half of football. Yep. He was. And that's why I like, I like when you put the mic in their face in those situations because you get the real stuff. Most of the time you get interviews, you're getting fluff. You're not getting the real thing. But McDermott, mm-hmm. you going to get the real thing. Yesterday, on a quick note also to uh, piggyback off this, yesterday I came up there, I went to the Georgetown-UConn game yesterday, right, up in uh, D.C. at the new sports entertainment arena. I took Simone mm-hmm. up there, mm-hmm. all right? And so we were like two rows up, man. And I tell you, Gino Ori Emma lets it go and i don't know if it's because he's getting older now he just don't care but i love sitting close like we were literally like two rows up so he was like 10 feet in front of us right and you just heard everything and i was like look at gino right and that's the stuff that you probably read his lips on tv but we heard it all he was Mm. letting it fly f is every time we f it come down to dc we get this bs and oh he was oh he was going crazy and that was against <laughs> georgetown they wound up winning by 35 and he still was acting crazy and so i love it right so when you get to me at this point when you get those intimate settings meaning when you get those intimate inside like i want to know how you really feel right wrong or indifferent because i'm gonna tell you I think McDermott is wrong the way he treats uh, uh, Cook. I think it's wrong. He dropped that pass. He dropped the pass. But then you don't, you take him out and put Fernette in. Like, he's a pro bowler. He might be all pro this year. Why are you treating him like that? Because he dropped a pass. You You don't treat Josh Allen like that when he throw an interception. Hell, Josh Allen had three turnovers last night. You don't pull him. Stephon Diggs has dropped passes. Everybody has dropped passes. I just don't understand why you you just dig down on the running backs. I don't understand that. I love McDermott um, and some of his decisions and stuff, but I think he's wrong when he does that. That's all. So, okay. anyway, long story short, when you said, well, what has turned around? I mean, people are going to say the offensive coordinator, right? A different voice in the room um, in Josh Allen's ear, and most of the games he's came alive. He played some mediocre games, but most of the game he came alive. Last, last night he had almost five, 500 yards offense, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to give me five, this is what I always wish for because I keep telling you, Brent Favre used to turn that mug over, but he got a Super Bowl. If right. we can play good defense, if you give me 500 yards offense and two, three touchdowns, I'll take two turnovers. Because the mm-hmm. second interception, the second interception was really a punt. It was on fourth down. We took a heave in the end zone, whatever, whatnot. He should have dropped the interception, and they would have got the ball further up. That was dumb on their part. Give yeah. me 500 yards. Give me 100-something QB rate, and I'll take it. So what turned around during the season? Is it the offensive coordinator, or did something else happen? Are you asking me or? Yeah. Could you just ask me that? That's why I'm. I, I did ask you that, question? but it, you, you went through so many different topics. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm not I even said, sure what we're I, talking about anymore. I, 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 got, I, got, I got you lost because I'm long-winded. Okay, I'll be quiet. Um, like I said, I think it's old coordinator. What do you think? Um, I, You know, I, I'm not exactly sure. I, I think that we saw the team come together. I think that was one thing. I, I think the even though the players may not love Sean McDermott, I, I think it may be the kind of thing where you protect your own. Mm-hmm. And it may have lit a fire under them. But also, I think that there have been some ballsy decisions by Sean McDermott, including letting Ken Dorsey go and bringing a, a different voice in into the room. Because in the game against Miami, I thought that was one of the ballsiest games that Sean McDermott has ever had as a head coach. I agree. Now, when it comes to Cook, there was going to be a lot of shared touches in the backfield with with Leonard Fournette brought up. Uh, you had four active running backs, and it seemed obvious that they wanted to get Fournette in the, into the game. Right. Uh, so when it comes to the play calling, you had <clears throat> at the end of the – at, at toward the end of the game, the Bills had it at their own 37-yard line and went for it on fourth down. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is one of the ballsiest moves I've ever seen McDermott make, and I loved it. And then when they went for it again on fourth down, yeah, they got stopped short. I would have gone for it nine out of ten times. I, yeah. I would have done the exact same play call because it hadn't been stopped yet all season. So try it again. Right. I I didn't mind that. And then with a rash of injuries, the defense started getting stops. Yes. The defense was stopping a great offense with a variety of good players off the field. Razul Douglas, our top corner, left the game, injured leg, I'm reading today, hopefully he'll be okay this week and be ready for Pittsburgh Sunday. That's mm-hmm. a blessing. But, man, Christian Bedford came up big last night, bro. Dane yes, Jackson Dane Jackson made a play or two. He had a couple rough plays. You know, uh-huh. not so much, but Christian Bedford, man, he looks like a number one guy, man. The way he was looking, he looks like a number one guy. Looking right? great out there. You had, uh, you had the loss of Dodson. Yep. Yeah. Which was big. That's big, man. Dotson been playing well along with Bernard. But what Darrell about Dotson is the number three rated linebacker in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. And who would have thunk that? I know. Still but, questionable because it's Pro Football Focus, because the eye test says Dotson isn't great in coverage, but still. Right. Right. But and that's fine, everybody. You can skew numbers, but I'm gonna tell you what—he ain't no scrub. I know mm-hmm. that he might not be as good as they say, but he ain't a scrub. <laughs> and so then he goes out, goes to the locker room, and Balen, uh Specter comes in, and that dude ball. He had like four yes. four Turk uh, tackles, but man, he stepped up, man. Yes. Uh, it was a very interesting move because typically in that situation, um, God, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The other linebacker, the rookie, would typically come Dorian in. Williams. Dorian Williams. Dorian Williams, thank you. Yeah, so Dorian Williams uh, apparently has been demoted and Balen Spector right. brought into the fold as as the backup now. And by the way, he's the third stringer because that is Matt Milano's position. Right. Yep. Missing Milano, missing Trey White, without Rasul Douglas, who has been absolutely lights out, without Terrell Dodson, they were coming up with defensive schemes that were confusing to attack of Iloa, forcing him into interceptions. Right. And it took us about it took us a half to get a grip on what they were doing. Um, they were doing a lot of misdirection, mm-hmm. you know. They doing uh, RPOs, which they really did. You could tell they just try to implement it because they had a lot of uh, penalties with guys. They had a lot of penalties with guys being downfield, you yes. know, with the, in the RPO game. So uh, that helped us a little bit. 
And then uh, also, what's the name went out for a series? D.I. Dawkins. And Ryan Van Denmark came in and played on a score drive that was probably one of the most important offensive drives of the game and played well. Deion Dawkins had a terrible cut on his head. He had to go in and get stitches. But he threw mm-hmm. some dirt on it, got back in the game, and finished the game. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm loving what I saw from McDermott yesterday. Yes. It was it was ballsy. He called a great yep. defense. And now I, I do want to call a spade a spade here. The Miami Dolphins were missing all of their defensive ends, basically. Right. <laughs> so, you know, right. it's it's worth noting that they were missing those guys, still getting a pass rush. Yep. And if there is a critique here. It looks like, it looks to me like Osiris Torrance is hitting the rookie wall. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They need him because he was their best offensive lineman all season. He looks like he's got all pro potential, but he has just had two rough games back to back. And granted, he's going against Christian Wilkins. The guy's right. no slouch. Right. Wilkins is going to work most people. You know, so I'm not worried about that. You know, he he's not going to see that every week. You know, so I'm cool with that. But I definitely do agree. Um, they brought heavy pressure, and coupled with the fact that Josh Allen really didn't know where to go with the ball. You know, I think how many sacks did he take yesterday? I think he took two. I think he is that two. Did he take more than two? I'm about to look it up. The thing about Josh Allen is his stats don't really tell the whole story because he made some terrible decisions, even though he's 30 for 38 for 359 yards. The Let's talk sacks. about this, the two interceptions. Okay. One of them off his back foot, throws it into the end zone as his receiver was cutting away from where he was throwing it probably don't want to do that in a situation like that. If you don't have a receiver and the pressure's on you, send it out the back of the end zone, kick a field goal. Mm -hmm. The other was that fourth down play. The bills set up. They had a great call. They had a man wide open in the left flat. Allen didn't throw it to him. Not only was he open, he had blockers in front right there. That is exactly the perfect call for that situation. And it's set up perfect for him. He didn't throw it. Instead, he starts scrambling to his right. Right. He could have run for that first down. He may not have gotten there. It would have been very close because he had defenders in front of him. But Josh Allen runs over people regularly. I I think he could have gotten there. Instead, he floated it into the end zone to nobody. Now, I understand it's the equivalent of a punt, but he had two opportunities to get the first down and passed on them. He did not look good in the first half. His decision-making was questionable. And then the second half came around. Right. (laughs) And he was a freaking wagon out there. Exactly. And Chris Collinsworth, he was kept bucking it up last night. Oh, man, this is what makes him the best quarterback in the league. When he gets he's improv and doing this. But when he's improv, like you said, like, like the one one of the sacks where he took the one where you talk about Christian Wilkins got him, right? Yep. Just stand in the pocket and deliver the ball. And some of that, and that's why I always question, do you know where the blitz is coming from? Because we yes, can see that it was on exactly TV. what I was wondering. We can see it on TV. I'm like, why you can't see it? You're there. Hell, I'm in Virginia, <laughs> you in Miami, and I see where the blitz is coming from. All right, so it's kind of like if you see where the blitz is coming from, then that's where you need to go with the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And so he did a bit of that second half, and then they kind of stopped blitzing him. But in the first half, when they went zero cover, they all out blitz. He didn't know where to go with the ball. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so it's like he just ducks down, and then he or he'll start running, and he'll get his feet off, you know, uh, planting. And you're right on the play you're talking about. I forget was that secure. Out in the flat, wide open. It's um, like, no, I couldn't deliver the ball. I'm going to start scrambling. But that's what scrambling quarterbacks do. Sometimes you just got to hunker down and stand in there, take the hit, and deliver the ball, right? Yes. But he's so great in his scrambling ability and making stuff happen when he gets off the point, then sometimes it works against him. So, you know. 
But like I said earlier, I'll take, if you're going to give me 500 yards, I'll take that. You know, mm-hmm. you got to take the good with the bad. That's how I see. I mean, I wish we could coach that out of him. And I feel like when David was here, he did. You know, mm-hmm. he coached that out of him. Like, it just looked smoother. And it looked more pretty. But I'll take it, man. I mean, 11-6. Well, and, and in the second seed, I'll take it. I also wonder when the Bills were running the ball at the end of the game and not throwing, I'm wondering if Dable would have taken shots passing the ball, even though you run the risk of stopping the clock. I wonder if Dable would have thrown for a first down, done a play action, and I was hoping that they were going to do it. But no, but you can't do that, Jamie D. Because I remember when we used to be in those situations, we're like, man, we got to be able to run the ball, run the clock out. And now that's yep. what we're doing. So, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's I understand what you're saying, but it's like, once again, you can't have it both ways. Okay. This yeah. is what we wish for. And, and I'm not picking on you. I'm saying for me, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is maddening when he plays in the first half yesterday. It was mm-hmm. maddening. Right, but this is what we wish for. Yes, <laughs> and then, like you said, the second half he played amazing. You know, he did. So now we're in the playoffs. And now we're in the playoffs. We're gonna get four weeks. Can he get us four wins against quality competition? Well, we proved it. We proved it the last month. <laughs> we mm-hmm. damn good teams the last month, and should have yes. beat the Eagles. Should have been. We we should the have. Eagles. They, downfall, please believe. I know everybody knows some Eagles fans, right? I know mm-hmm. y'all got some Eagles fans as friends. The Eagles, we killed them. That was their last good win against us. And we mm-hmm. should have won that game. Should have, yep. would have, could us. But look at them now. We're going to rise and they're on the down. Like, who the Eagles got? The Eagles got Tampa Bay, I think. Yep. I think they got to go to Tampa Bay. People are picking Tampa Bay in that game. Are you kidding me? Baker Mayfield? Baker I Mayfield? Mean, the Eagles the can't buy boy? a win right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you want to be the hot team, and we're certainly hot. We beat good teams. Hopefully we can take away the dumb mistakes. Maybe Hopefully we can clean it up. But, man, the dude, please, man, just look at what McDermott's doing. Man, we're down to third string backers. We're down mm-hmm. to third day, uh, Jackson, third string corners, and we still making plays. He's the epitome, and I'm going to keep saying it as long as Buffalo Running Leagues is sending me a check. I'm going to keep saying it every week that I got a microphone and headset on my – he is the epitome. The Buffalo Bills is the epitome of next man up. The epitome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Davis got hurt. We didn't even talk about that. Davis got hurt. Yeah, well, it's because nobody missed him. <laughs> yeah, but that, but I'm, you're right, you're right. But I'm saying that allowed people like um, Trent Sherfield, right? Mm-hmm. It allowed for people like Hardy to get in, right? Secure six catches, 105 yards. It allowed other people to step up. Yes. Before we start talking about Pittsburgh, though, I want to ask you a general question going into the playoffs, though. Is this, as currently constituted with injuries and everything else, is this Buffalo Bills team a Super Bowl team? Yes. Yes? You know why? Tell me why. I'm going to tell you why. You want to know why? Mm -hmm. Because San Fran, that's fine. Baltimore, they're the ones that you get a buy. You telling me you don't think Baltimore can lose? They got a great defense. Lamar's gonna get MVP. We well, we talked about this already. I know how you feel. All right, but what about San Fran? You don't think San Fran can lose? You telling me you telling me that quarterback who ain't never did it, ain't never been there. You gonna bet on him? Purdy? Purdy? Mr. Irrelevant? I'm not I'm not disrespecting them. They're good. But let me tell you something. This field is wide open. The 14 teams that's yes. left, any one of the 14 teams can win this thing. 
I don't. Yep. Know, I ain't gonna say that. You know what I mean? Like Houston is Houston really gonna win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Is Tampa probably Bay really not. gonna Tampa? Be, probably Tampa Bay, not. Are they gonna win? Steelers? We're gonna bust their chops this Sunday, and I said it. We're gonna bust their chops, right? So yeah, I mean, but it's wide open. It ain't like it's New England where oh man, you might well give them the trophy now. It's six teams. I would not be some. I'm just throwing out numbers, but it's multiple teams I can see winning this thing. And it yes. makes it feel like the NCAA tournament, and I love it. And mm-hmm. we're one of them. So when you say, well, new, can we do it? Yep. But with Wade John, I'm going to be honest with you. Let's keep it real, Bills Mafia. I can see us losing second round. I don't see us losing to Pittsburgh. If we lose to Pittsburgh, then you just might as well just, yeah, it'll take away all the good things that we did. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. if we lose a Mason Rudolph without TJ, do you know Pittsburgh is one in ten without uh TJ White? Wow. They're one in ten. They lose every time. Now knock on wood, hopefully this don't make it two and ten or whatnot, but we're ten point favorites, bro. We're ten point favorites. That is unheard of in uh in playoff football. That is unheard of in NFL. We're 10-point favorites. So if you can't find a way to beat Mason Rudolph and a T.J. Wattless defense, then we're in trouble. So let's move on to the second round. Well, uh, before we get there, I want to read to you a couple of quotes that have come from general managers. Speaking about the Buffalo Bills, this was written by Mike Sando in The Athletic. And one of the GMs said, When you've had struggles during the year and overcome them the way they have, it really hardens you for the playoffs. Now that Buffalo us the Bills. Okay. Now that Buffalo can run it a little bit, it takes the stress off Josh Allen. If I have to make a pick right now, I'm picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. However, uh, the other general manager that was interviewed said, That's true. Battle hardened but they're making everything by the slimmest of margins. Pittsburgh could go in and beat them. I don't think he's correct on that. I don't think Pittsburgh can beat them, but I think that there is a point that the Bills are winning everything by slim margins. But Which makes it more it, difficult on you. This is the NFL, bro. Like, you think <laughs> this ain't college football, college basketball where Virginia Tech is going to play like Virginia State. No disrespect to right. Virginia State. But you know what I'm trying to say. It is like yep. That's like Ohio State playing the school you went to. Like yep. that, that, you, this, this is the NFL. The fact that you win is enough. So that's what I look at. And maybe I'm looking at it through blue and red glasses, perhaps. Right? But when you could go to Kansas City, beat the Chiefs, when you could beat the hell out of the Cowboys, who everybody love and think they're good. We beat the hell out of them, 31-10, right? We took care of business against the Chargers. We took care of business against the Patriots, and then we swept the Dolphins. We swept the Dolphins. See, people people get short-term memory, and I don't get it. I know I drink a little bit, and maybe my brain cells are dying at a rapid rate because I'm 50 years (laughs) old now. But I remember back in September, people was talking about the Dolphins, the best team in football, and we swept yep. them, and we swept them. So right. that's what, what what you always say, JBD. You learn what you say. You learn keep receipts, right? I'm keeping yeah. receipts. <laughs> people were saying that, and you know me, Jamie. If we was looking like poo and we were struggling, we barely got in, and this and that, I would say it. I would say, I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. And will we win the Super Bowl? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Anything can happen, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel, as, here's what I will tell you. I feel as good as anybody could possibly feel at this point. And I keep saying it. I said it last week, and I'm saying it this week. If I would have told you back in July that we were going to be 11-6, the number two seed, possibly hosting two playoff games, and if Baltimore gets upset, we could be hosting the AFC Championship, you would have took that every day and then twice on Sunday. We're right where we want to be. We're right where we want to be. So let's not forget that. 
Now, you're right. Anything can happen. Could Pittsburgh beat us? Perhaps. But their well, resume, could. anything could happen. I mean, I could have met Beyonce once. I could have married her, but she picked Jay-Z. I mean, I don't know. Anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anything oh, could God, happen. How I but wish, you... <laughs> how I wish she didn't silly. marry Beyonce. Or how I, how I wish she didn't marry Jay-Z. Yeah, I know, right? She picked Jay-Z, but I met her before. I could have married Beyonce. Come on. But look at their resume. If you look at their resume, let's, we talked about our last six weeks. Let's look at their last six weeks. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Patriots. They got stomped out by the Colts. Then they beat the Bengals without Joe Burrow. They went to Seattle, and they, they barely beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. Right? And then they beat the Ravens when they were sitting there, buddy. And they ain't got T.J. White. <laughs> so you can't – I mean, dude, I feel wonderful about this game. It's set up – it's setting up wonderfully. Yeah. All we got to do is get it done. Get it done. It's this set is, up wonderfully. Yeah, another one of those cases where the game is 100% about the Buffalo Bills and not about the opponent. That'll exactly. come in the next round. Exactly. In the next round, the Bills more likely than not are going to end up playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs absolutely can beat the Buffalo Bills. We've seen it happen. It happens in the playoffs seemingly every year. What if Miami beat them? What if Miami what goes to Arrowhead? What if Miami goes to Miami? What if Miami goes to Arrowhead and beat them? I, I don't think Miami's going to. Well, let's just say for, you know, let's just say I'm a curse now. Let's just say okay. for shits and giggles. Shit's Let's say that happens. Then yeah. the Bills are going to play the winner of the uh, of the Browns Texans game. Two teams ain't never did it. Right? It sets up wonderfully. It does. The only team that I'm worried about before the championship game is the Chiefs, because the rest of the teams, again, it comes down to the Bills playing their game and playing it well. And that's the way this entire season has been. This Buffalo Bills team can beat anybody when they play well and they don't shoot themselves in the foot. Unfortunately, this has been a long season of the Bills dealing with self-inflicted wounds throughout games. They haven't been playing clean games all season. That's if fair. anything is that's going to fair. hold them back, that's going to be it, is getting out of their own way. That's fair. So the question just comes down to, can they play clean games now that they're in the playoffs? That's it. Like I, like I said, it might not be pretty, but we could get it done if Josh Allen gives me what he gave me last night. Agreed. That's what it comes down to. Josh Allen, you know, he, he is what he is at this point. So what yeah. I worry about, what I worry about is how the chips fall. Right now, if we wouldn't have won, all right, put it like this: if we wouldn't have won last night, we would have been a six seed, right? Yes, and that means we would have had to what? We would have had to go, go to, to Miami. Miami, go back to Miami because we wouldn't yes. stay Jalen. Because Jalen was like, "Well, if we lose, we play Miami again. Would they just stay down there?" I'm like, "Hell no, you ain't gonna just stay down there for a week." Because you're going to nope. be partying and chasing bottle girls and all that. No, sir. Take your butt back to Buffalo. Chasing get, what girls? Bottle girls. Oh, bottle girls at the clubs. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> bottle girls at the club. Right? No. For those of you who don't know, bottle girls are the servers. When you, when you get bottle service, they deliver your bottle of liquor. And they yeah. always look good. Yeah. No, sir. Get off uh, South Shore Drive, all that. Uh, no, no, we're not going. We're not going to be down on South Beach. No, nope, sir. you get them home sleeping in their own bed. Yes, go home to your wives and girlfriends. Quit, quit trying to, you know, chase girls down to South Beach. Yeah. So speaking of South Beach, come yes. about Thursday, I turned to my wife and I said, "Do you want to go down to Miami this weekend? Hit up the game?" She's like, <sighs> "Yeah." And I'm like, huh, she was in on it. And then Friday came around and I said, you know what? I haven't been feeling the best. Maybe we should just stay home. And then 
she tested positive for COVID on Saturday. And no. I tested positive yesterday. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's why you hacking like that. I said your COVID cough. I didn't know you yeah, had right. COVID. I'm sorry. I would have said that if I knew you had COVID. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I don't it's care. Like, it's like I always say, y'all, man, such and such rolling over in their grave. I never say that about people who's actually dead. I just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to do that. I don't want you to get sick. <laughs> That's the first one I haven't muted. <laughs> oh, um, no, it's quite all right. And uh, in hindsight, you know, obviously a good thing we didn't hop on a plane. But, man, I was ready for it. And I that crowd. Man, I would have liked to have been a part of that crowd. And if the Bills had to go back to Miami, I think you would have seen 10,000 more Bills fans there. Exactly. How's your How's your wife feeling? Is she feeling okay? Is she asymptomatic or? Uh, she sort of has uh, like a sinus cold and that's it. Gotcha. And I always get terrible cases of everything. And even this isn't, isn't so bad. Uh, so... I get COVID every year in the second week of January. Every year. Mm. This is my fourth time in consecutive years. Mm. Hey. And you know why? It's because we do something for uh for New Year's Christmas. Or New for New Year's Day. Eve every year. Mm. <laughs> so so we're gonna... throwing parties and I'm catching my uh I'm catching my COVID every and for your birthday, yeah, you got Christmas, your birthday, and New Year's, so you be out kicking it, and next thing you know, you turn up sick. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe next year I'll get a booster in, like, I don't know, mid-November, and maybe Please I'll be covered. Do. <laughs> Please do, because I hate you feeling like that. I, I def Well, damn you, I just don't want your wife to be sick if she's hanging around you. She's slumming it with your butt. Well, I, I know, but here's the thing. Uh, I have gotten like severe brain fog every time that I've had COVID. So you still have to podcast with me. And if I have the brain fog and I'm just babbling about nothing, well, then you got to deal with that. So you should look out for yourself too. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. I need you, brother. I need you. Man, I can do one better, man. You know, we were down in Florida last week. Yeah. And we left on Wednesday to come back here. I was actually down there, and I wanted to stay, but my family outvoted me. They all were ready to come home. So oh. I had to watch the game here while I was in Florida. So, I mean, Newt, in Miami. So, you were the man of the family. Are you not supposed to be the head of the household? Hey, man. Like the the decision maker? Say, that's that's fine. You can say, "Oh, new you you wear the you don't wear the pants in your family." Blah blah blah. Let me tell you something. Nothing's more true than happy wife, happy life. Uh -huh. Right. So hey, I give her what she wants, and then perhaps maybe she gives me what I want. So I was cool. <laughs> so needless to say, I was cool with watching the game in the boom boom room yesterday. I was cool with it. You know, <laughs> so yeah, and plus the ticket price was so outrageous. Do you think it? I was going to ask you this. I know we got to wrap this up, but I was going to ask you: Do you think it'd be wrong if I started a GoFundMe for Bills tickets? <laughs> yes, you yes, seen? I think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm thinking. Of, I'm looking at the tickets for Pittsburgh on Sunday. And to get in the building is like three hundred and forty dollars, so it's gonna it's gonna be crappy weather. I'm gonna be sitting at the top in the corner. I gotta drive ten hours from Richmond, Virginia, and get expensive hotel rooms, and spend all that money, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, I would love to take Jalen, but I I gotta sell a lung. I gotta. Do a sperm donation or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be raunchy. I'm sorry. I'm just so happy, y'all. I hate to be raunchy. I'm sorry. Maybe you could just sell plasma. I well, mean. Yeah, plasma. <laughs> I need to sell something. Take my organs now. You know, I'm an organ donor. I'm like, man, just take my organs now. I want to go to the Bills game. So one time, junior year of college, me and one of my roommates went down to the Plasma Alliance in North Dayton, Ohio sort of near the airport 
near the airport tells you a lot. And, um, well, we got in there and we were not prepared for what we were going to be walking into at that point. We didn't know the walks of life that we were going to be joining at the Plasma Alliance when we were 20, 21 years old. And it was wow, was that a scene, man. And it was by the airport. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it, was, it was some sketchy people there. That's what you're saying? Sketchy people. The building was filthy. I'm like, oh, my God. How can you possibly, like, be drawing people's blood in a place this dirty? It, oh, my God. The, the people, I mean, strung out as hell. Yeah, and I was like, "Wait a minute! You can't, you can't be doing drugs and then selling your plasma." Well, they walk in there and they lie. No, I don't. And then yeah. you know their their blood tests that it's tainted or whatever with drugs or what have you. And uh, ooh, so it was yeah, crackheads. Wow. It was crackheads in there. It was crackhead central. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, you know, we like look at each other. We're like, "Oh dear." Um, <laughs> oh my! Well, we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you do it? I, I ended up not. They wouldn't take it because of medication that I was on. Oh, I got you. I got of, you. of course, I told the truth, and like, sorry, we can't take it. So everybody else is lying. And everybody else is lying. Bad plasma. Uh huh. <sighs> I'll be remiss if I did not bring up Deontay Hardy's punt return. Absolutely. A guy who most fans seem to be ready to usher right out of Buffalo. And I was one of them. Me you too. know, Nicole, Nicole texted me this morning. Nicole, our friend Nicole, we watched the mm-hmm. games with, and she was she listens to us every, you know, Wednesday on her way home from work. Did we we talk about Nicole before she works at uh what's the name of the university? Uh, Gallaudet. Gallaudet is the school for the, the death, right? Yes. Yes. So she works there. They got wonderful commercials right now. Like she, she that's the school she works at. And so she watches the games with the, she's from Buffalo one night. And so she was like, are you, are you uh, good with Deontay Hardy now? Cause you know, you had some words for him last month. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. I, I'll be the first person to admit it. Even though I still say he ain't been doing nothing until last night, but Agreed. I will say it don't change the fact. I mean, I wasn't wrong. He wasn't doing nothing, but right. I will say us bringing him on. If he made that play, in that part of a game, when the season was on the line, it was worth him not doing nothing all year. So kudos to him, man. I'll give mm-hmm. you a shout out to Cole, man. Big ups. Yep. Yep. So. And uh, great return. It's exactly exactly what they needed. And you know what? That might be the spark. That might be the singular spark that they need to go deep into the playoffs too. And that's the good. I'm going to give you a bad thing. Tell me this. Why was Von Miller on the field? That's a great question. (laughs) Why was Von Miller on the field, bro? Why was he on the field? Why was Leonard Fournette active? Why was Balin Spector on the field? Were the Bills going into this basically stating, we know we're in the playoffs, we're going to try to win the game, but we are going to bring in some of our scrubs? Maybe. That could be it. But Von Miller wasn't active last week. So did he go in the office and, and put your fit or something? And he got on active, his podcast, but... he said it was the right choice holding him right. up. Right. Right. But that's what I'm saying. He he said that in the public, but why would you have him inactive last week and active this week? You don't you see what I'm saying? Like I think right. smart enough. He makes too much money to say the wrong things. Right. But, but he can say that on his pod and then, you know, go in there and raise a ruckus and now you're active. See, yeah. I see that all the time. Of course. With coaches, like in high school and stuff, when I name high school, Little League, you see a kid who don't never get to play, he ain't that good, all of a sudden he's playing. They're like, okay, I bet nine times out of ten it was a parent. He started going up against the coach. and like, oh, well, you want to play my son? Okay, I'm going to play your son this week. That's what it felt yeah. like. Yeah. Cause he he's not making plays, dude. Like, don't. <sighs> Hopefully, that was the last of it. Like, we don't. I don't need to see him. 
he's just selling himself right now. And I'm not saying that he can't get back there. I pray that he does. But right mm-hmm. now, he's giving another. He's just running himself out of plays. He's not yep. setting the edge. He's not keeping contained. He's just running. He's just running. His pass rush just running straight up field. You know. Right, and he's getting washed out they, yeah. with one hand. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate. I don't want to sound heartless. It's unfortunate what this guy has endured. And I pray that he turns it around. But once again, man, I will throw my mama under the bus to win a Super Bowl. So you know I don't care about <laughs> Von Miller's feelings, right? I mm-hmm. respect him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but we need all hands on deck and everybody pulling in one direction. And right yes. now, he's not good enough. So give the other guys, give the other guys those reps. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that. You know, and we got good guys. I mean, we got we got Floyd, man, and Rousseau Group. He got a sack yesterday, I believe. And then AJ Ebenezer's coming off injury. And heck, mm-hmm. I, did Kingsley Jonathan play last night? I don't think so. I don't think he played. I mean, he shows signs throughout the year. And so, I think he's the player who needs to be on the field. Yeah. Don't don't do this crap. Oh, because he's making so much money. I need to see him on the field to justify. No, man. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. We ain't got time for that. Those, right. that's over. That's I, my two cents. I, I couldn't agree with you more. So, and yeah, I I know some feelings get hurt along the way, but yeah. this is this is what it comes down to. It's it's yeah. about winning at this point. At least you better tell your fans it is. Yep. Are you gonna watch the uh, national championship tonight? Michigan versus Washington. Yep, gonna watch it. Good, good. We got some friends coming over. We're gonna, you know, I'm yeah. gonna run to the liquor store and get a bottle of Hennessy, and and my wife will cook and we'll watch the game. I'm I, doing it's be a uh, great game. I'm doing some dry January this time around. Oh, and also I'm sick, so. Oh, well, okay. Well, I guess you're not invited then. No, I think it's. No. I was gonna be invited <laughs> anyway. I would have invited you. I know you ain't going to come. You ain't going to drive two hours to watch a game. Not like hey, I how do. How did you know that? I do, though. <laughs> Every time I see you, I drive two hours. See, I tell that's you, true. man, yeah, you don't love me like I love you, bro. That's a shame. Oh, no, that's definitely true. Uh, I learned long ago to never love anyone as much as they love me. But, yeah, I think it was great semifinals last week. And uh, Michigan watched it. I think it's going to be a good one. So, it'll be fun. Well, buddy, it's going to happen. Next week, Bills are going to get their first playoff win, their first step toward a late postseason run. Let's hope so, man. Bills Mafia stand up. Way to represent down on South Beach. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo.